Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Summer House Hive. I'm here with a fellow podcaster, fellow genius, and fan of Summer House. Here to talk about episode seven, it is Dan Allegretto from his very own podcast, Dial Dan. Hi. Hey, thanks for having me. It's an honor. (laughs) Thanks for being here. I'm just excited to be I'm just excited to be here. Honestly, I just rewatched episode seven and it gave me chills and I'm excited to get into it with you. Yeah, I feel like it's it's all happening. 
<laughs> really is. She from Sheena's arm to our lives. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you been watching Summer House from the jump, or like what has been your history with this ragtag crew of kids? Um, I didn't start from the beginning because I thought that they wouldn't offer me anything because to me they're like the worst people in New York City. Um, mm-hmm. kind of like the Murray Hill Nolita crowd. Um, the rosé all day like Hamptons crew like can't you just imagine Amanda being like Kyle we need to try this like new rolled ice cream trend that's just like the vibe I get from the cast but (laughs) I think I started like last season and I'm glad I let them in because it's such a fucking good show yeah it's so great hang on one sec there's like neighbors gabbing and my dog is flipping out He's usually pretty chill, but then some things just set him off, and I'm like, he's going to ruin the vibe. Yeah. Um, no, I'm like, these are people that I want to watch on TV, but probably never really hang out with. Even though Summer House, I want to hang out with them more than I do like the Vanderpump Rules crowd. There is a certain darkness that the Vanderpump Rules crowd has that I'm drawn to. Uh, I just think their drinking problems are a little louder on Vanderpump, mm-hmm. so <laughs> you might vibe a little coke better. Problem. <laughs> right? <laughs> I think the coke I mean, on Summer House is a little more discreet. <laughs> it is, and it's like I'm. I struggle between identifying if it's just like if they're on coke or if they're on just a lot of Adderall, or if they're being a little more chill and having just a vibance journey every way. Yeah, you know, it could be a little from column A, it could be a little from column B, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But Vanderbump Rules takes it to like the next level. Like for a while, when I first started podcasting about uh, VPR, I did have them on my pod. Like almost every person from the show like came through and like hung with me on the couch in my apartment. And I was like, wow, those were the binge drinking with them. Those were the real days. It was season three era, so they weren't like super famous yet. Uh huh. But they it really is like they party just as hard as they do on the show just in like day-to-day life like it's not amped up for the cameras or anything yeah it's pretty easy to imagine (laughs) um but let's get into this episode it begins with kyle being like very distressed about his fight with hannah and he's like i don't fight with friends and kind of upset about it to amanda and in my head i was just like i feel like all he does is fight with his friends i think he fights with friends and amanda's (laughs) like i've never amanda's trying out the word shook because she probably saw it on instagram she's (laughs) like i've never seen you more shook before (laughs) (laughs) yeah and even later in this episode she's like i mean i am Straight up shooketh at the thought. I was like, Amanda, you, you, you don't follow need to two do this. drag queens on Insta. Here. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was having visceral memories of Kyle like screaming at people, and I feel like when people say I don't fight with friends, they I automatically go to like all they do is fight with their friends. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Luke is working on his jewelry. Which oh my god, yeah. The fir- I just, like, I can't. <laughs> Rewind to a few episodes before, because I never, I didn't know that Luke uh, did jewelry. Um, and they cut to him, like, showing a ring that he's been, like, grinding down on some machine. And it's, like, the most hideous Etsy thing from, like, 10 years ago. It's, like, 
you take a college class and you learn how to make that stuff. It's just like a hunk of metal with like some facets on it. Yeah, and it's the same ring. I think he's been wearing this ring for multiple episodes now, if not multiple seasons. And oh I'm like, how much jewelry is he selling if he's having to like hand make every piece? Like, I feel like if you have a jewelry line, you've made like a sample and then you found someone to actually like make and sell and ship the jewelry. But what do I know? I mean, I'm no jewelry maker. Well, you're not a hand-making, you know, jewelry person, clearly. <laughs> also, that table that he made, like, okay, this is like a, a surprise to a lot of people, but I did used to study woodworking and furniture design in school, and, like, the table that he makes, like, out for, like, the pool area, it looks like it's going to fall apart. Like, it's a glorified, like, popsicle stick hot glue situation. It's, like, nailed together in ways that, like, don't even provide, like, proper structural support, and no one really is going to, like, clock that, because they're equally as useless I guess in the physical realm yeah well it's very wobbly like I I was like I don't trust your ability to successfully make jewelry if you can't make the table to support your own (laughs) profession just a slab (laughs) of four legs you can't even figure out (laughs) yeah and then also I'm like you're rude for even bringing this to this realm where everyone else has to be on zoom calls all day and like actually professional and then you're like loudly drilling your bangles and I know poor Danielle who I also always forget is on the show she's just this like beautiful hardworking specter that haunts the house um (laughs) imagine her being on like a zoom and like Luke's banging around with like a hammer and nails and wood like right outside her window be like (laughs) so annoying (laughs) her job gets more and more demanding her hair gets better and better and like the noises get louder and louder yeah (laughs) but I love that Danielle like I think it's a real boss bitch move, if you will, to have a being a reality star is your side hustle. Right. She can't even make it to like the 4 p.m. beach hangout because she's working. (laughs) And I was like, what is it like? It must be really nice to just be alone in the house for a little bit and have everything be like quiet and empty while you just zoom. Like I imagine she just like, luxuriates and takes a bath even and like then takes her sweet time yeah I mean I can't even imagine living with 10 people even for like a weekend it just gets to me like going away with people is like (laughs) but for two or three months I mean I would go ballistic so it's a miracle that they've all kind of even remotely held it together slightly you know yeah, I think Hannah's the one under the most mental duress of all of them. Like Fully she's losing spiraled it. She's off. losing it. Yeah. We she's see it this episode, the face too. Of the planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really bad. Um, Lindsay, weirdly, I think, goes into, like, she's dissociated from her emotions and, like, anything that's going on. Uh, by the end of this episode, I'm like, she, can, she no longer feels. She can really compartmentalize her feelings. <laughs> I, I will say that, that about her. <laughs> I also kind of feel like in a way Lindsay sort of fills in for like where Bethany Frankel left off because it's really amazing to see a woman with like a type A personality kind of just like destroy every personal relationship in their life and sort of like not care. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of Bethany in that way. I never thought about that before. She gets flowers from Steven, which he's really only killed the flower game one time, which was the sunflowers that he sent. I was like, okay, those feel like a very appropriate, like, 
high-end Lindsay kind of flower gift. Mm -hmm. And then these flowers came wrapped in like tissue paper around a vase. And I, and like, it was just not the arrangement that you send a queen like Lindsay. No, and no, I no. think even she was nonplussed. And I love how uh, Paige answers the door um, and like can't find a mask. So she just like wraps toilet paper around her head like a, a mummy in a swimsuit. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, this will do. They really don't care about masks that much. Because even later in the episode, Lindsay gets like a pizza delivery. And I think she's just straight up not wearing a mask. She's like, I ordered three and there's only two. <laughs> <laughs> and so a third just magically apparates. The person's like, oh my God. Also, Lindsay's like shock at her flower. She goes, someone comes in with the flowers and she goes, oh God, they're from Steven. <laughs> they be from? But I just, I love it. The drama that she brings is so, it's so good to me. She is absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. How can you not like, I would actually, I think, like being in a house with her because she would be so funny to me. And I feel like she's the kind of person who has somewhat of a sense of humor about herself. So you could you could make fun of her and she would laugh about it because she knows how ridiculous she is. Yes. She's got a very like work hard, play hard mentality. And I always mm-hmm. find it interesting to hang out with people who work hard because most of my friends are kind of like <laughs> <laughs> scraping by doing the bare minimum. You know, I know a lot of <laughs> podcasters myself. Um, <laughs> and... But, like, I think she actually, like, lets loose at night sometimes. She, oh, she lets loose at night. I just like that when she fell down the stairs and she's, just, like, oh laughing God, about it down. and then got over it very quickly. I'm like, I think if you catch, if Lindsay, if you win her trust and you don't, like, you can't insult her, like, out of the gates. But you mm. win her trust, you become her friend. And then it's, like, a really fun friendship where you can kind of make fun of her and she, like... And it would just be a good vibe. I get that sense. Yeah. Basically, I do anything to like be in a house with Lindsay and just like observe her day to day. I want to learn from her. I want to, you know, develop <laughs> a work ethic. She has a lot ethic. to teach us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> PR but just sounds like a hellscape of emailing and convincing people <laughs> to do something for you. Yeah. Ugh. And like press releases. I didn't realize that like you have to compose these like one page documents that you send to everyone, you know, telling them about like a new collab that's on the horizon. Like who actually cares? They don't write themselves. It sounds very soul crushing to someone like me who has an artist soul, you know, (laughs) (laughs) creator. I'm a creative (laughs) type. (laughs) Yeah. Like I would want Lindsay uh, as my like PR person, just like hustling her bustle on my behalf. 100. That sounds great. Yeah. But loot me the fuck out of writing any sort of copy for like a press release. I know. Can you imagine? Um, (laughs) No. Kyle and Hannah talk. And this is the moment where I really like lost it for hannah like i can't like, yeah re- i've been Wait, waiting for this your... moment for for hannah to kind of like show her true self mm-hmm. um because i feel like her and lala from uh vanderpump kind of suddenly started performing this like girl bossery feminism that like they don't even believe in themselves i think they just found ways to like use certain catchphrases to like 
as like manipulation tactics like you're gaslighting me or like stuff like this and they don't even like know what they're talking about yeah. <laughs> um i'm kind of i never thought i'd be on like kyle's side with um anything uh <laughs> but <laughs> here yeah, we so are th- here we are hannah's wearing this like pink sweatsuit looking like the energizer bunny they're outside in lawn chairs and they want to clear up the tension between the two of them because it's starting to affect the rest of the house um and so what happens kyle's like you know, I don't know if you mean half the things you say, but you, like, hurt my feelings a lot. And she's like, well, you're not even my friend, which was, like, shocking. What the fuck? And How she goes, say what that? did I say? What did I say that hurt your feelings? As though she doesn't remember literally 48 hours before being, like, your relationship is bullshit and you treat Amanda like shit. When all he asked her to do was, like, maybe do some dishes and take out the fucking trash. Yeah, and she'd already apologized to Amanda for this, so she knows what she said. Yeah, I'm like, what are what's your end game? Like, what are you trying to accomplish out of this conversation, Hannah? Like, because you're looking worse and worse with every sentence that comes out of your mouth. Right. I do think maybe, I mean, I'll give both of them a little bit of a break because they've been living together for a month. Last summer was awful. <laughs> like, I mean, in New York, we had like a curfew. There were like protests every single day. It was it was mayhem. I mean, they're in the Hamptons, so I, didn't, I don't think they caught a lot of that. But um, I'm sure they're online <laughs> yeah. witnessing it being like, what's happening in America? And I'm glad that doesn't yeah, enter the show true. because we've, it would be very undignified for them to like address Black Lives Matter on Summer House. Like, I just don't, I don't need to see that, you know? Yeah, I don't think that that, like, meshes with their, like, taco night and, like, <laughs> right. club night agenda that well. Uh-huh. And, but I, I, and I, too, forget. Like, I feel like this show is supposed to be an escape from just, like, the day-to-day realities of right, right. how horrible 2020 was. And so I appreciate it for doing that. Like, even... When I see them wear masks, I'm like, ooh, like I don't <laughs> take it <laughs> like, off, mask sweetie. Off in the summer house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like when Danielle arrived to the beach, it struck me for a second. I was like, didn't I read that like the Hamptons closed their beaches or something for a portion of the summer? Like, how are they doing this or something? And then mm-hmm. she took her mask off and I could forget that that was even like a thing that entered my mind. Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, I don't know. I guess I do remember that. I guess private beaches were fine. Or like filming. Maybe they got like a filming permit. So it was not just oh, yeah. like a social gathering or yeah. something. Yeah. But I don't want to think about that stuff. No. Like I just want to, I want to buy into the fantasy that like this group of 10 great friends decided to just escape to the Hamptons right. and live in an upside down mansion for six weeks. What is up with the layout of this house? I don't get it. It's like, it's a hell house. Like it's been posited that this on this podcast that it's like the house of the devil and it like sucks you in and then like creates chaos, which has proven to be very true. But I do appreciate, it seems like every bedroom has its own bathroom, which I think is essential. Yeah. I mean, in a situation like this, first seeing the house, I'm like, this layout makes no sense. And then after watching the season, I feel like I'm getting kind of like Stockholm syndrome where I'm like, this is actually the perfect house. And it makes so much sense <laughs> that the bedrooms be on the first bedroom? floor. You can just easily open your sliding glass door, walk out to the pool, go out to the pool. Yeah. That's um, important. I guess Whose the bedroom would you want the most? I mean, I want a master. Yeah, I guess I do too. Because I like, I like ta- a balcony that's on like a second floor. 
Mm-hmm. And I like a fireplace in the bedroom with oh, that do they have chaise one? in front. Yeah, oh, they have a fireplace God. in their bedroom with like this big white fluffy chaise lounge in front of it. And I'm like, that's where you could find me just mm-hmm. on the computer. I wonder what the air conditioning eating. bill is per month at that house. I mean, whatever, I don't care. It's got to be insane. <laughs> <laughs> just like the grounds and the pool and then like the stove drama, which seemed to get like resolved, which I was very connected to. I thought it got resolved. Well, I thought the guy came and he's like, it's going to be out for like three more weeks or something like that. And then it was. And then last episode, two guys came and like broke it all down. They had to order a part. I'm like, why do I know shit about the stove? It's like a I'm, brand I'm new invested. stove too. It's like a Miele. It's a gorgeous uh, stove. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's one of the Hampton like rich people stoves that they have in like architectural digest. So I was yes. like, what happens when you're like $15,000 stove breaks? And now I, I now I know you literally order parts like it's a car. Yeah, I mean the the stove costs as much as what I pay for rent a year in Greenpoint. So mm-hmm. <laughs> fix it. Who knew? I know appliances. Yeah, <laughs> get it in here. <laughs> and I just like I I was really fascinated by that. Um, but yeah, Hannah, Kyle, I felt like start was very respectful and like even keeled throughout this entire conversation, and then Hannah hyped herself up like and I feel like I've had arguments with people that do the same thing where they start off like Kyle's at a one and she's already at like a five and then by the end she's at like a 12 and is talking about something like putting words in your mouth that you didn't even say and then flipping out about the thing that you said to her that you didn't say yes classic manipulator tactics so (laughs) She, you know, they're kind of, they're not even really going at it. I do feel like Kyle's just like talking to her and she's, like you said, she's fired up. And she's like, I feel like you're just sitting there like my dad. And he's like, what? Like, why would you say me and your dad in the same sentence? And then she's like, you know what? Don't talk about my dad. Gets up, storms off. I thought she was going to walk right into the pool, which would have been hilarious. She came really close to just like stampeding into the pool. because She's kind of looking behind her. <laughs> Can you imagine? That would have been incredible. It'd be like top 10 Bravo moments of all time. Yeah, whatever. And also if she had played it, because I think she's trying to self-produce somewhat and like be like have these like viral moments. But if she and she's bad at it, like she's just not skilled. It's not landing. Like, yeah, it's not landing. But if she were good at it, she would have tripped and fallen into the pool in that moment or just walked right in. Yeah. And she makes sure to enter the house screaming like, don't talk about my family. Like, that's where I draw the line. And Kyle's like, what the (laughs) fuck? You brought it up and then stormed off and I didn't even say anything. And then he's crying. And I also would, I would be crying too in this situation. Like if someone, when someone does that, like that is gaslighting for anyone Mm -hmm. that's really confused. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Because she does use all these like the hot, therapy words right now that I feel like uh people are using without any sort of like context like anytime anyone has like conflict they process it as they're being abused by someone and then just go off into like gaslighting manipulative like verbally abusive like and just say anything they can to make the other person see like to cancel the other person like IRL and that's like not real 
Yeah, negative emotions are a part of life, and you have to kind of accept that. And I don't think mm-hmm. she can. No, it's like instance. sometimes you might butt heads with people, or you might make a mistake that like hurts someone's feelings, and it's okay for them to say that to you, and then you talk about it. And that's called conflict resolution. Yeah. <sighs> a lost art. Well, also, she said that, like, it reminded her of her dad in high school when she'd play tennis. But then I thought that she said she didn't talk to her dad throughout high school. No, that was Sierra who didn't talk to her dad throughout high school. Oh, okay. I got the wires crossed. Yeah. it's a There's a lot of daddy issues to keep track of. Yeah, 10 people under one roof. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, but, like, if I have to hear about Hannah's dad slash tennis situation again like i'm gonna kill myself yeah it's it's way too i get it like you played tennis i'm very aware of that and your dad yelled at you and it was hard for you but Mm. like get a new fucking story you're gonna have to get a new dad trauma i guess she kind of did her boyfriend is a little bit older yeah i'm i just like you can't lean you gotta like dredge up some new trauma to like try and fit people into to make them like the evil person in your conflicts because this dad tennis thing is really played out at this point mm-hmm. um, her, her apologies seem to be sincere though right after i think the storm kind of calms down she calls like a house meeting and you felt it was sincere at the very I like, beginning i was like <laughs> i do think she wants this to be over but then it goes to a place where she says, you know, Kyle, I respect you, and you're the man. <laughs> I think that she realized how bad she just looked in that fight, and mm-hmm. then also was like, this needs to end, and I'm I'm now, since I escalated it, am the only one that can truly end it, so I'm going to like try and smooth things over and make it look good, but it veered into such performative territory of you're the man. And then there's one point where she like gripped Kyle's face and was like, I'm sorry. And I was just like, (laughs) you're not like, you literally just said, you're not my friend, like to this person. So what is the truth? Like either they're your friend and you care about them or they're not. And you're like, Hey, I'm sorry. I hurt your feelings. But like, like just, keep it at like a grounded place like i just i'm not buying this apology i buy it like 30 percent. yeah and you know kyle's also her close friend's fiance so you kind of have to like dial it back a little bit when you're like feuding with someone because it's like fucking up your friend's shit too but also how like she told amanda that she wasn't her friend either and then amanda was like a toxic like they had a toxic friendship oh right i'm forgetting like everything that happened early on this season they had a whole thing too so i'm like what is what is your true friend status hannah like i think and now i'm starting to think that her only actual friend like true friend that she cares about is paige and then sometimes luke and i guess newly sierra But every time she talks to, like, another person in the house, like, when she talks to Danielle or interacts with Lindsay, I'm just, like, she doesn't, she's just going through the motions. Like, she doesn't actually care to connect with them or care about anything they're saying. Like, it's just, like, Mm -hmm. it's good for the camera. Have you seen Hannah and Paige's uh, little Instagram account, Giggly Squad? I've looked at it sometimes just for their merch, which I kind of, 
I feel like their latest merch drop was a little bit ripping off the lover boy collegiate merch. Ooh. And that I'm that's my hot take on Ooh. the merch wars. <laughs> Amanda does cook up some very appropriate merch. I think she does a great job over there at oh, Lover Boy headquarters. Slaying it at but merch. Yeah. Hannah and Paige try to make memes and they're not even memes. It's just like a caption of a attractive gif of them it'll be like Paige sitting by the pool and kind of like shooting a look at <laughs> hannah and the the like the bottom text of the meme i'm doing heavy air quotes over here on the meme is like that feeling when your best friend shoots you a look because you know your friend's eye contact is your only safe space it's like this isn't even like <laughs> this doesn't make any sense at all and it's not like a joke or a punchline you're just like capturing a flattering image of yourself and like trying to make it work safe space oh my god give me a break (laughs) it sounds like buzzfeed ai like comes up with the (laughs) captions i'm gonna look now because i just like saw the merch and i was like i actually can't and i was following i still follow hannah and like i had her on an episode of my podcast babe and because i really like i was a big fan of hers like for the first couple seasons that she's been on the show and this time she's like testing my patience but I want to try and give her like the benefit of the doubt and think I think she's having like a core brain like a core brain aneurysm if you yes. will <clears throat> something's going um, on upstairs well I think originally we kind of thought of... Hannah might be like the cool girl because she's like a brunette from Brooklyn but then like her student athlete sorority side is really coming out this season we're like oh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I had to mute her eventually on Instagram because she posts a lot of screenshots of her tweets. And I've genuinely lolled maybe one time. And then I was like, I can't, like, the tweet screenshots are poisoning how I feel about this person. Like, I don't want to dislike them. So I'm just going to, like, mute them so that I just don't have to see this anymore. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, it's the comedy... I just wish the comedy was better. Yeah, and I also take umbrage with the fact that, like, Luke brings up, uh, he's like, oh, Hannah, do you want to play hockey with me and you can be the goalie? Which, that is so fucking funny. (laughs) He calls her bro and, like, dude also. (laughs) And she's like, no, I have to go nap and, like, edit my podcast. Um, And he's like, oh, who's the episode with? And she's like, oh, me and Des. And he's like, oh, you're both comedians, so it should be pretty funny. And she's like, yeah. Like, she's not a comedian. No. I mean, she she is, I guess, and she thinks of herself as one. And I guess, I mean, she is. She, like, does shows in New York. Does but she? But it's that kind of comp. Yeah, she does. Oh, and, God. But it's, I gotta go it's to that one. kind of comedy. You should go to one, please, and, like, report back because I mm-hmm. need to know everything. Once things open up again, I'll go. There's, there are comedians... There are male comedians, obviously, who are, like, not funny. But there's Mm -hmm. female comedians who get audiences who think they're, like, hilarious. And I sit here and I'm truly, like, what what are they saying that is, like, really funny to you? Like, where's the lol? I I don't understand, like, where it's coming from. And I feel like there's a group of them that all function together. And it's just, like... They're really not funny, but they get like 
that like girls are just like, oh my god, they're fucking hysterical. Yeah, and I don't talking understand. about Tinder dates. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> Tinder dates and pooping and like <laughs> make it. <laughs> like making observations about like adulting and i'm like you guys like this is again like a buzzfeed ai like wrote the script for this this is an algorithmic comedy at its best Mm -hmm. but please go oh yeah because she was saying that she was about to go on tour right before coronavirus like a Mm -hmm. tour like different cities like in the midwest imagine (laughs) i mean it's like it and but there's tons like I feel like there's lots of like Netflix specials with women who are like and then I got my fucking period and it's just like I can't like I don't I fail to see where the laws are (laughs) yeah I was on a plane and got seated next to a baby that was crying it's like (laughs) (laughs) girls are like "Ah!" they're like wine am I right like I need my rosé and it's just like I really can't um, Luke's guitar playing also makes my nervous system shut down whenever I oh, have to really to touches Twitter my speed. heart and soul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the lyrics I wrote them down. Where are they? Um, suit, ha- it's suit and tie, <laughs> hair slicked tie. back. And you can't remember <laughs> the lyrics, and he says, "Sexy little smile." <laughs> <laughs> His coping mechanism for like mommy and daddy fighting is to like sadly strum his guitar mm-hmm. on the front porch. Yeah. He's, and he's the only one utilizing that front porch, by the way. He loves the front porch. I love when he and Lindsay go out there and he's like, God, just I, I love it out here. Like, I just love to have conversations out here. I love to talk to people on these steps. And she's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love talking too. <laughs> No, oh, yeah. they're great. As they're, as they're talking, he gets a phone call from someone named Tracy. And Lindsay's like, who's that? And he's like, oh, Tracy, she's a friend from Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> like, Luke will never not have women just, like, blowing him up because he is attractive. Like, by mm. any like by any definition, he's just, like, a hot dude. But he, again, is someone who is just i think very bad at everything he attempts like he's real his skill is to look hot and model God, which if, is not if he a was skill fugly like no one would go near him they'd be like your music is awful he'll never hear no, that they wouldn't, well i guess i'm saying he wouldn't now, be but, cast yeah <laughs> maybe he'd be playing hockey still he'd he would actually be like a professional like nhl player mm-hmm. and then he would be hot because he'd be like a pro athlete with no teeth yeah I mean, he is, like, like, conventionally very attractive. Like, I get it. Um, And, like, there's a lot of guys like him in New York that kind of have adopted the, like, work, wear, lifestyle, or, like, as if their life has purpose because of what they do with their hands, you know. Mm -hmm. But, you know. I wonder what his apartment's like. Do you know where he lives? his aesthetic is very... I don't know where he lives, Uh uh-uh. But his aesthetic is very, like, mason jar and I feel like that would extend into like his apartment of being just like found wood objects. Yeah, he's got a little and bit like, of like Justin Throw too. Mm-hmm. But not as edgy. No, no, no. He doesn't wear as much black, I guess. He's kind of like John Mayer and like a and yeah, just like drift not even driftwood. 
but like you know those coffee tables that are just made out of like old crates with some like iron on the sides of them yeah take old wood add some iron yeah paint it and then sand off some of the paint so Mm -hmm. it looks really old and then put like a and put like apple boxes around it with some pillows and then it's like and then you're like mason jar candles his apartment sounds splintery I imagine it's, it's splintery. very splintery. Yeah. <laughs> it's a splinter in the ass. You have to wear gloves guaranteed. and shoes the entire time, yeah, and metal pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, after like him and <laughs> after him and Lindsay have their little like powwow outside on the front porch, he goes in and writes a song. <laughs> I wrote the lyrics. Another night yes. alone, and it's your sexy little smile. Oh yeah, baby girl, you're driving me wild. <laughs> Do you think that song is about Sierra? I think everything's about Sierra. Is he lovesick over her at this point? I think that he just thought he was going to go to the summer house and have sex with Sierra like the entire time. <laughs> his box of condoms oh, God, is sitting unused scary, in his closet. Huge box of condoms. He went to like why wouldn't... Costco and got them. Yeah. Like why wouldn't you just like tuck those away? I, I don't he's know. A little, yeah, he's it's a little maniacal. bit. <laughs> it's untrustworthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved when everyone called bullshit on Hannah's "You're the man" speech, yes. and this is like, <laughs> I love Danielle being like, "Jesus Christ, Hannah." Yeah, it cuts her like taking a sip of like something in a confessional. <laughs> She's like, "Jesus Christ, Hannah, so good." <laughs> I'm no actor, but I call bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> She's keeping it real. <laughs> Another great Lindsay moment. Yeah. But like everyone gets something different out of it. And like it really touched Kyle. Like he wept over it. He was like, he needed that in order to just like move forward and be honored in that way. Mm-hmm. And then Luke goes, you just hear Luke go, that was really cool. <laughs> that's <laughs> really cool <laughs> i'm gonna write a song about that yeah you're the man like, ah, you're the man suit and tie hair slicked back he also it's like every song that he writes Stand starts the same way <laughs> yeah suit and tie <laughs> your sexy little smile it's like it's shocking to me has he put out a um, single or any kind of music Can we listen to it anywhere? Do you know? I don't know. That's actually a really good question. I'm going to find. I'm also shocked at his last name for some reason. Like his last name is Golbranson, which he just doesn't seem like a Luke Golbranson to me. Oh. You know what I mean? Like I would think that he would have changed his last name by now to be like kind of more Hollywood. Yeah. Just like Luke Gold. Yeah. Luke Gold would be really good. Okay, Luke Goldbranson, music. Hopefully he has a band camp that I can support. <laughs> or like he's dropping the, dropping fresh tracks on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. I need like a Luke and James Kennedy mashup. I unfortunately don't think he has any music. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, I love the musical stylings of James Kennedy. I love the song. It's called World Music, or just World, all capital letters. 
<laughs> his <laughs> album ding, of ding, like ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> i really vibe out on that one that album they put out that was like pump tracks or something like mm-hmm. that that was like heavily tied was actually pretty good there's nothing wrong with it no like he for <laughs> all intents and purposes is like talented at djing uh-huh He's a budding DJ and he I followed him somewhat on Instagram like and a little bit on TikTok during quarantine and I love that he's just like remixing stuff in his little apartment setup and I'm down. I've always I've always taken the side that like James Kennedy is a talented musician. Yeah, I think he has a, a very decent understanding of music and how it's made. Yeah, and I like you're at least restrained. there's an, an album uh, we can listen Analysis. to on Spotify. Yeah, <laughs> I know, and I'm I root for him. Like I really do feel like he will make it to Coachella one day. Oh yeah, like Sahara tent. Maybe like it'll be like a 12 p.m. taking the stage hey, yeah, with whatever. the Sahara tent. You got to start somewhere. But I really like. I see. I see nothing but like reaching for the stars for him. I would maybe go to Coachella just to see James. Otherwise, I'm not super interested. No, that's like the only thing that would draw me back there. That and like a free, I need like a free artist pass as well. There needs to be a a lot of perks to get me to the other side of the country. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And also to like the hellscape that is Coachella. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been? No, I've never been. I don't get out a lot. (laughs) (laughs) You're like Coachella. What is that exactly? Heard of it? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's um, it's definitely. I mean, obviously, it's like a, more of a California vibe. But the last time I went, I was like, "Wow, this will be the last time I ever do this without it being fully funded by someone else." Yeah. Do they have like or a podcasting? Do they have like live podcasts at Coachella? I imagine that they must i don't know if they did in past years but could start that hey planting a little seed here yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) a little coachella crossover action a collab if you will um hannah finally takes the trash out seemingly yes she finally did that one bag yeah at least says that she's gonna take the trash down but i really crave and need the closure of seeing her physically putting a trash bag in whatever dumpster is at that house like that will close the loop i need that too because she's probably just moving it like she operates the same way i do where it's like i've taken the trash out i'm gonna put it next to the front door i'm gonna go back upstairs i'll go Mm -hmm. i'll do that later i can't complete a task you know and I think no. that I, I too, yeah, I need to see her walk outside, open a lid, drop it in. Because I don't mm-hmm. know. Because I feel like she is just going to find a new place to stash it that's not as obvious as like that hallway between Kyle's room and the kitchen. <laughs> like, she's, she's just like, stashing the, jig the is up, They're on to me. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to like find some crawl space filled with garbage bags like any day now. <laughs> There's a family of raccoons living in the summer house. <laughs> Yeah, it's like those like Lifetime movies or something where like girls with eating disorders like have jars of their vomit in yeah. a closet, but it's just like Hannah's trash closet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we found out my landlord does that too. He takes our trash and 
like takes pill bottles out and organizes them in a crawl space so <laughs> i think Hannah, i know right <laughs> the rent Wait, is super takes... cheap so i can't say anything yeah oh but i mean that's a fairly like harmless it's, he's, practice. Yeah, he's a nice guy he just has some quirks you know that's honestly kind of artistic if you look at it from that lens it's flattering he cares he's not afraid mm-hmm. to go through my garbage not a lot of men have done that for me before sorted right. sorted stuff <laughs> it's devotion yeah. it's devotion i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. 
No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. Hannah retires to Paige's room or closet to have phone sex with Des. And that the setting of this phone sex bothered me in that like it doesn't feel that sexy to like have all the lights on and like huddle under a bright yellow comforter surrounded by racks of clothes. I guess just like showing your boobs to your new boyfriend. Right. Why was she in Paige's room though? And why was Paige... Paige was also FaceTiming Perry, and it seemed very boring in contrast. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Because like think, it, Paige's room is yeah. the one with all the clothes because she people send them to her to Instagram. That's how she makes her money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no disrespect. Uh, but then yeah. Hannah was the one FaceTiming Des in Paige's room with the nipple, right? Well, I think she can't the nipple. Yeah, I don't think she can facetime sex does while she's like sleeping next to Paige, even though we do see her kind of do that like oh, oh do they sleep the together episode. every night i think they sleep together every night but okay. sometimes hannah podcasts from that like closet room okay gotcha but like the fo- like just turn the lights down at least or like light a candle or like set the mood i just like a full overhead lighting phone sex it feels not sexy i can't me. do overhead lighting period okay no I i'm not doing lamps. anything sexy in my room anymore it's just like <laughs> it's a personal ethos there's no overhead lighting it's terrifying yeah like an insect no in a cage yeah but like and just the yellow it just was like how uh, you must really like each other and be in that like rosy new phase of the relationship where you're just like so horny that nothing is gonna turn you off not even like the over headlighting it seemed like they kind of had to introduce des at this point because it was airing on the time that like hannah announced her engagement and there was like a timing issue where it's like oh like you clearly met before the summer house and she i mean i'm sure she mentioned him to the rest of the cast but it never made it to the show but then suddenly it was like oh shit we gotta like put des up in here for like for it to make sense i guess yeah and i'm wondering how much like they encouraged her to play like does she really care about the Luke thing that much? Does she not care about it? And like, it was just more of a storyline to play out for entertainment purposes. Cause she's moved on to Des like very quickly. Yeah. And so they met, the story goes, they met two weeks before the summer house. So if I'd met someone that seemed promising enough that I would like want to date them and eventually get engaged with, I'd probably wouldn't take the Luke stuff so seriously, but she totally did. Yeah, and then, like, if I was then engaged to someone and they're like, babe, let's watch your show that you were on, and then we watched a show where I was, like, crying about this guy and being like, 
how dare he like I blah 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 like we were supposed to be together this summer and then I was like the consolation that my new boyfriend was like the consolation prize I'd feel like very strange about that it would tarnish some things for me for sure yeah unless it's just like understood I always just wonder like with reality stars what is understood as far as like their storylines on the show like bleeding over into real life like it for Perry and Paige, I guess they're broken up now or something. But yeah, like, they're broken up. Okay, yeah. Like, well, that makes sense because I wouldn't want to be Perry just watching Paige being like on the fence about whether or not she really wants to be with me. Yeah, it's a deal breaker. Yeah. Des goes, why does your nipple drive me crazy? Oh. <laughs> I was like, what are they doing in there? Why? I'm like, this is not hot at all. Yeah, and you know what? Des just creeps me out because he reminds me of Ryan Serhant, who's like one of the most despicable people that's ever been on Bravo. Who's that? Um, Million Dollar Listing New York. He's like the really chipper, like salt and pepper young guy. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I just saw an article. I did not click on it, but it's like, here's why international plutocrats love Ryan Serhant for their like multi-million dollar apartments. And it's like him like doing one of those like sort of like tinder jumping like yay pictures and it's it's, oh, it's the worst he has no shame he's a greedy pig uh <laughs> ruining new york city yeah i can't i'm like i'm so curious to see how des mixes in with the housemates because obviously he's gonna get like flown into the summer house to like vibe out for a couple episodes or something oh i hope do we know like, that i hope so I think I saw like coming like still to come on the season of Summer House and Des is like with like he's in the house. Oh, good. Or at least like comes to visit. Yeah. So that's yeah. important because he's also older than everyone. I think he's 45. Mm-hmm. So that would yeah. make him officially like the oldest guy in the house. Yeah. Because Kyle's a 30. Well, he's pushing 40. Right. Carl's 40. Carl is yeah. 40. Okay. Or I think so. Maybe not. I didn't know that Hannah and Paige were like 29 and are almost 30. I thought that they were both like 24 or 25. Uh, yeah, I would have guessed like 26 would be my guess for both of them. Yeah. And then Sierra is like very young. She's 24. Oh, she's so beautiful. So she's like model slash nurse. Stunning. Yeah. You just give up. Like it's yeah. just over after that. Yeah. yeah. I love like. With a heart of gold and also just, like, a stunningly gorgeous model. I think if Sierra was any different of a person, Hannah may have, may have feuded with her, but she's like, I can't even compete with this bitch. Like, I just have to, like, be friends with no, her. No, you have to no kiss chance. her ass yeah. and win her over. There, you Like, what are you going to... Can you imagine? Like, Hannah could hardly look worse at this season if she tried but mm -hmm. the one thing that would just bury her is actually trying oh, to like yeah. feud with sierra yeah. <laughs> so at least she knows her boundaries in that sense do you think that sierra will like eventually hook up with luke this season i'm, I'm a little surprised that like i don't know i guess she just has morals and like standards for herself but she's also said how like <laughs> she dates like historically you know shitty guys and i'm like well how has nothing slipped yet like a late night want to watch a movie text if i was in quarantine and you know hadn't had any affection i might have been like yeah we can watch a movie luke <laughs> i think that luke has been just so tarnished to her at this point like that the spark or whatever kind of like 
like intrigue she had in him is truly gone. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's done it to himself because he's the kind of guy that like plays his guitar on like a porch and like is making jewelry. And then mm-hmm. plus all the <laughs> Hannah stuff made him look really bad. And it's just one of those things where you're like, as soon as you're like, ew to a guy that you like, it's just the magic is over. But I could see Sierra and Carl maybe like making out. Yes, which I actually I think I, I made a note. I think that Carl and Sierra should try it out. I think they're both like enamored with each other in a way that's like really cute. But they're not like being mm-hmm. so explicit about it, but they clearly have like a liking for each other. Um, I think it's sweet. I think they should watch a movie together. They should watch a movie together. Mm-hmm. And like just see what happens i don't know if she should fuck him because i think that that would he classically like just loses interest in women the moment he has sex with them yeah or any sort of kind of sexual interaction so i feel like her best bet would be to like watch a movie make out and then just like make out with him for months and torture him until he professes his love and declares commitment to her Mm -hmm. he should buy a ring from luke for her (laughs) <laughs> and like a bangle bracelet yeah, this is like a nail a piece of metal that it. has been bent yeah <laughs> not even a nail is giving it like way too much design credit yeah it's very tetanus chic <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's splinters and then like shards of metal that like lodge themselves in your like outer dermal layer yeah <laughs> Hannah's walking on sunshine because of Des and then when she and Luke are having their like bro hockey moment he she like is going off like she truly is like like have she's like bipolar in this episode because one (laughs) second she's flipping out accusing people of attacking her and then the next second she's like I just have to like I'm so into Des and she goes Luke she goes he's so funny and so smart and it's like, okay, burn dog. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a really emotional tornado we walked into with Hannah this episode. Yeah, and Luke is like, I think it's like a new relationship, so maybe you'd want to pump the brakes. And then immediately Hannah processes that as like, you sound like you're kind of jealous. So anyways, <laughs> I got to go get ready. And I'm just like, Hannah, he is not jealous of you. Like, he literally is just not interested in you. Mm-hmm. He just called you bro. And now bro. I'm realizing <laughs> he's called you bro and then added a dog to the last <laughs> part, the last <laughs> syllable of your last name. He asked you to be a goalie for him in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't really care anymore. <laughs> I'm also realizing that, like, Hannah and Luke... Like, her flirting with him and stuff, I was like, oh, they do have chemistry. Like, when he came on last season and she was, like, laying it on really thick. And I was like, God, she's really good at flirting. And, like, he is interested. But now I'm realizing that maybe Hannah misread the signs at all times. And she just comes on, like, incredibly strong to, like, create the narrative that a guy is into her when she's the one that's into him. And then now I'm having like really bad secondhand embarrassment whenever she says something like, oh, it sounds like you're kind of jealous. <laughs> what do you mean we weren't dating? <laughs> like we were never, we like didn't even, we like kissed <laughs> like seven <laughs> months ago. We didn't have sex. <laughs> yeah. I think Luke's just that interested in every girl he talks to um, and can put on like a little bit of charm. And since he's so classically handsome, people fall for him. But like, 
you yeah. gotta grow up and get over that that you wasted your time on this guy i guess she did mm-hmm. she's like literally engaged now to someone else but <laughs> yeah, she moved on rather quickly <laughs> talking about episode seven here not present day life yeah but like even when she was on my podcast it was like march last year and i was like are you and luke dating like what's the deal and then she was like I can't really say like not and it was all still cagey so I was like they're not like they're just not dating mm-hmm. in my in my head I was like oh they're not he was in Minnesota or something and she yeah. was like with her parents in the Hamptons well, they're five cats <laughs> five cats she's like um, I'm such a cat lady I was with my cats I'm like they're not even your cats okay but I get the like little yeah, stick the trope it's like oh my god I'm such a weird girl with cats uh oh <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay in therapy is heroin to me. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I could watch that for an I hour. Her, I just want to watch that whole a Zoom. Spin off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lindsay in therapy. I love also. <laughs> <laughs> from, it seems like she hasn't, like, it's not like a regular therapist she sees. Like, it seemed like there have been, like, weeks that have gone by. Yeah. Not having an appointment. She's like, so, no, things are then, fine and great. And then the therapist, like, eventually brings up Stravi and she's like, Oh yeah, we broke up. And the therapist's like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> the guy you've been dating for a year, you want to have kids with? Like, should we talk about that?" <laughs> I also loved from her therapist's perspective. There's like a production guy's elbow in like Lindsay's window. <laughs> like, you can see him. Like, looks like he's like holding up a camera, like pointing it at her. But I was like, this must be so strange as a therapist to like have a client that's on a reality show. And I immediately also don't trust a therapist that lets you film them. No, I know. I don't either. It's very strange. Also, Lindsay's computer was a very dusty old HP laptop. And I was like, ew. (laughs) Yeah, that really didn't add up to me either. Now that you mention it. Are PR people just like Microsoft people? She's probably just talking to like someone else at her PR firm. That's masquerading as a therapist. (laughs) Did you send those emails, Lindsay? Yes. <laughs> Do you have a boyfriend now? No. She goes, you and I have switched and now I'm wearing the glasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm smart today. <laughs> I just love it. And her therapist kind of kind of did call her out at first because I do think Lindsay is like, I think she torched this relationship because she does have like intimacy issues, which also like who doesn't? Mm-hmm. But her therapist kind of alludes to that. She's like, oh, the cycle. Lindsay's like, we got back into our like crazy toxic cycles. Mm-hmm. And her therapist is like the cycle where you um, evade intimacy or like block any intimacy. And Lindsay was like, yeah, and just fighting and not. And like he wasn't really trying. And I was like, Lindsay is not going to accept that like she is a big part of this like cycle going over and over no no she won't i really thought that powerpoint would have brought them together too i think she appreciate like she definitely feels like she did a great thing by forcing him to write a powerpoint like he learned a lot from it and then but she was already like as soon as he left the house i feel like she had made up her mind that it was over between them yeah it was the test that she administered and he failed Mm -hmm. and she was giving them the opportunity to like make a passing grade with some bonus work but little did he know he was not gonna pass the test yeah and that unimpressive flower bouquet he sent to i'm sure was the final nail in the coffin 
Yeah, it was just the aesthetic is not there for hubs. He untwisted one of Luke's bracelets and hammered the final nail in the coffin with that flower bouquet. <laughs> what do you what kind of man do you see Lindsay with? She needs someone who is stronger than her because I would imagine as a woman it's exhausting to like take care of a man emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um so probably someone older and a little more stoic. Like, I don't that know. That lets her be the crazy one. Yeah, and can kind of guide her in the right direction. Not that she needs a ton of guidance, but like, I guess she does have walls to break down. And if she's like, oh God, I don't know. If she's like so concerned about a guy not like taking care of her enough or like she's the one making the sandwiches you know I think she needs a guy that's like gonna pay for some stuff and that's like kind of her love language mm-hmm. like gifts are more of her love language than quality time yeah or like quality time that involves a lot of gifts I don't think she even like has enough time to give to a relationship so the whole quality time thing is weird or maybe I guess the time that they do spend needs to be so kind of like over the top like that dinner he planned for her, I thought was like really sweet. Like he got food delivered from like Manhattan to the Hamptons of like where they first uh, went on their first date. And she's like, this just isn't good enough for me. I think she says almost verbatim. And I was like, God, I mean, this guy probably sucks. <laughs> Your but, like, version of good isn't good enough for me. That's exactly what <laughs> she said. A yeah. Brutal thing Oof. to say to a guy. It, on it's, camera. Yeah. You know, at that moment, it's just over. You can't say that to someone. That's it. That's like literally she broke up with him then. Yeah. So it makes sense. And, that he and left. then like yeah. him leaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would leave too. Like, there's no reason to stick around. Like, he's basically humi- humiliated at that point. Oh yeah, and we never see him again on the show. Just uh, I, he's haunting <laughs> the Facetimes. Yeah, I was not a fan of that dinner that he got. I don't think it was from Manhattan, but if it oh. if it was from Man or was it? I don't know if it was, it's also I really am not a fan because fish and chips brought in like, traveling three, three like hours three yeah. hour what do you tip your uber <laughs> eats guy my god <laughs> he's like i spent five hundred dollars on getting these fish and chips here which is like not money well spent honey so you didn't like the dinner he made no oh god, I, why? I don't think maybe i have like really chips... low standards but <laughs> dan maybe you need to examine something <laughs> i think fish and chips don't travel well as That's like true. to go food. oh no i would never get fish so, and chips delivered Yeah, so I'm like, I think he's, I understand where he was coming from. Like the, the intention behind the gesture is really sweet, but it's not thinking through to like, will this actually be like a delicious meal that we can share together and something she will actually love to eat is like, he's just not thinking the whole thing through from beginning to end. I don't want a soggy cold fish piece of cod stuck to some like steak fries okay no i hear that i guess i didn't consider the actual food they're eating but like let's say the the meal was delicious and she liked it then would it have been up to her standards or do you think that she still would have found something wrong with it it does seem like she was kind of fishing for it to be i think she wanted it to go bad so she could break up with them and move on yeah i think so too i mean it's hard to have 
a good date when you've spent the week leading up to this like big moment fighting nonstop. Yeah, big fights. So like the chances that it's gonna go well are so slim. Like it would take. I think she was thinking we fought so much that maybe he's gonna sweep me off my feet with a grand gesture and a boat and. (laughs) He should have like, gotten a boat. Give me jewelry or like commit to me long term. <laughs> I think she was looking for a proposal, actually. Yeah, or just some sort of acknowledgement of her timeline and then be like an acknowledgement that he also is on the timeline with her. Mm-hmm. Would have been a great opportunity and to deliver that PowerPoint. That. Yeah. <laughs> I love the stick figures in the PowerPoint. Oh, I know. That really brought me back to uh, being a child, literally. Like, clip art <laughs> figures, like, pointing, like, yeah. you need to validate me and don't yell at me in public, Lindsay. <laughs> I feel like when I was little, my mom, when my parents got divorced, my mom had us go to, like, a support group for, like, children of divorce. And I feel oh, like wow. those were the types of graphics that we had to see in, like, <laughs> divorce, self-help. How old were you? <laughs> it's, like, fourth. I think I was in, like, fourth grade it was during i know romeo and juliet like Boz lerman's romeo and juliet yeah. came out at that time it was huge yeah because it was huge and we had to bring in like a song each of us had to bring in like a song that meant a lot to us to play for the group and then like talk about why we loved it so much and i brought the cardigans that cardigan song five yeah and then yeah and then the like the support group person was like, wow, this is like a really intense like metaphor for what you must be going through with your parents. And I was like, yeah, I'll fucking say. (laughs) (laughs) I love how hard Kyle is working on Loverboy, just trying to get that cash. Yeah, and it seems like him and Carl are killing it, but, you know, there aren't enough cans, literally, in the world for them to pump out these sparkling hard teas. <laughs> Have you Have had, you lover had boy? a Loverboy? Oh, no. <laughs> no, I haven't. I'd be a no. little too embarrassed to drink it publicly, but I, I mean, I have to try it at some point. Well, there's two different kinds, right? There's, like, a sparkling hard tea, and then there's, like, another kind that seems like a cocktail, yeah, I don't both. think it's available in California. Oh, okay. Like, it's, I've gone to their website to check out the merch, but then I think there is something that says, like, what states it's available in. And it's all, really, it's like a hot commodity. It's only, mm-hmm. you can only find it in like six or so states. I too have been on the website, and I there's like a map that has like the, you know, like pins drop where you can buy it. And there is a place in Williamsburg, but it was like a little too far of a walk. And it was like winter when I checked. And I'm like, well, let me wait for things to warm up and I'll recalibrate. And yeah, I really am envisioning some cans of Loverboy in your future this summer. They should do like a caffeinated version and call it like Lindsay's Activated Juice or something. That's a good idea. Mm, gave there that one away for free. Like a, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you deserve a percentage of sales for sure. <laughs> Like a Red Bull lover boy. I would like them to do like a non-alcoholic, um, not an enema. What am I thinking? Like a, <laughs> like a, like a really tampon, hardcore, yeah. like a non-alcoholic, like severe diuretic that like oh, yeah. just like makes you like 
like drop like 10 pounds of water weight after drinking i think they could also brand some sort of like hangover relief because the way that they party and the way that like you know kyle will be like not even able to like open his eyes slurring his words and like wake up at like seven and like go for a run and i get like working out when you're like hungover i've never done this because i'm normal <laughs> but like some people like well you know i get the impulse to like just run because when you're like very hungover you do kind of just want to like run through the streets like screaming but like kyle doesn't seem to be no one's like visibly hungover sometimes one of them's like a little puffier than normal but like no one seems like outwardly debilitated and like i don't know like they're at an age where you should be like very hungover so i'm wondering if they have any secrets and if they could share them with us because i would like to know i think the secrets are sweat well, also they have that sauna, oh, but I guess you'd have to like go into Paige and Hannah's layer of laptops to like access the sauna. <laughs> but I would be like saunaing would help. And then I guess like a stimulant of some sort. I really do think it's like they're, they must just be taking Adderall to like power through. Yeah. Because I'd be flattened. Like I would not, I wouldn't even be able to film. No, no. <laughs> absolutely not (laughs) and like you're so right like they carry their hangovers with grace i'm thinking back to vanderpump rules some of the hangovers that that cast has had and they have hangovers so bad that you can like smell what their rooms must yeah when like Kristen doty cracks a coors light at like 11 a.m i'm like yep been there <laughs> that's more <laughs> my speed I, I i i get that Kristen. see but there's none of that <laughs> hangovers are basically non-existent on summer house and maybe that's intentional it kind of goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode the sort of like light and, and dark energy versus vanderpump rules and summer house maybe they're trying to keep it yeah. a little more like summery freeing and not so psychologically not so damning it- yeah taco bell detritus <laughs> laying around yeah, oh my god <laughs> and uh, like farty girls and their dogs on the couch uh-huh they're gray ikea couches yeah yeah um kyle's on Lindsay's hot spot just working out of the front seat of carl's car and then luke has brought this game into the mix that i've never seen before have you seen this game being played is it called coop coup Wait, remind me of what the game was again. I the game is literally they just put wooden blocks. Oh, right, right, right. They have um, line no, blocks that's... up and then you throw a block. I've New never to me. Seen yeah. <laughs> it's like bowling it in the sand, fun. but it also looks like if you throw something, it's gonna knock them all down because they're very close to each other. Uh, I don't know. Coop. <laughs> I really worry about getting a, like a block to the shin seems like a high possibility, mm-hmm. which would take a lot of the fun out of it. And knowing Luke, this wood's probably very splintery. So that's another hazard. Yeah. Like, did he invent this game or like, I, I really need. Like, He's an inventor. <laughs> need... What can't he do? Isn't his like this fragrance actually... called like Renaissance man? And he is a total Renaissance man. He does nothing good, but like, yeah. he does a lot. You know, he wears a lot of hats. I think it's Renaissance Man. Then he it has like a female fragrance called like Renaissance Woman or something. <laughs> Renaissance and then he bitch. has yeah. <laughs> Renaissance whore. <laughs> and he has like <laughs> uh, one of those candles that's like in a jar. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. The most phone in move for a candle of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, Lindsay calls Stravi and has like 
a corporate breakup with him. Oh yeah, this was good. <laughs> really, this was it. good. <laughs> she goes, I think I'm at a point in time where we just go our separate ways. And then he says, he was like, okay, well, I'm disappointed, but I wish you nothing but the best. And she goes, okay, well, same to you. And then they hang up. And I was like, wow, that's like the most masterful breakup I've ever seen. Yeah, it was corporate is the right word for that. It it sounded (laughs) like she was on the phone with one of her coworkers again. She treats everyone... Like a coworker, it's so neoliberal. Um, she, and he, <laughs> he kind of, I'm like, what does he think of all this? Like, I, it seems like he's really committed to trying to make this relationship work. Like, he's doing the PowerPoint. He's trying to yeah. do like what she says. And does she? I guess she needs to feel like he's. She feels glad to see that he's trying so hard it probably makes her feel better about herself and this whole thing mm-hmm. but i'm also like where like where's the emotion where's the heartbreak like she talks a lot about being like 34 and it's like a huge decision mm-hmm. to have to like break up with someone yeah. but it doesn't seem like it's emotionally affecting her all that much no <laughs> sorry she doesn't even it's mention okay. it to the beach crew and they're all kind of sitting around in lawn chairs. And I think like someone, I think Sierra's like, Hey, who was that? She's like, it was Stravi. I just ended things. And she's like, <laughs> ever, like Amanda's kind of like, Oh, she kind of like perks up. is like waiting for like a huge reaction from Lindsay. And she's like, it's fine. <laughs> and then <laughs> this is like another beautiful cutaway to the like confessional. The first one was Danielle being like, Jesus Christ, Hannah. And this one was Sierra being like, it was a quick phone call too. <laughs> it was. It was just like very transactional, very emotionless. <laughs> yeah. A five it was like a thirty second breakup. Yeah. I've never in my life had a, like that uh, easeful of a breakup with anyone so i admire her for Mm -hmm. just like putting her girl boss hat on and getting it done (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i mean if you're with someone for a year i think you know you could do a facetime maybe there were a lot of emails leading up to this phone call that we didn't we weren't privy to there were a lot yeah there was like a constant back and forth and a lot of tasks to accomplish (laughs) do you think they like g chat each other Definitely. Okay. I think it's like the last two people doing that. I think Mm -hmm. they're G chatting and he's like, Hey, can you talk now? And she's like, not now. I have like an activation phone call. And like, (laughs) (laughs) and then she's probably sending him like Google calendar invites for when she can like (laughs) have like a 10 minute call with him. But then this call came out of the blue. (laughs) We're breaking up from eight 20 to eight 30. Carl's using my hotspot though. So like we might have bad reception. (laughs) Yeah, I think she waited for probably waited for like Kyle to get off her hotspot. So she Kyle, you done? Stravi okay, great. <laughs> I gotta make a call. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll be quick. <laughs> okay, same to you. <laughs> so good. Oh, I wonder if they've ever talked again after that, or if that was just like truly just the end. I I'm, I don't know. I'm curious too. Then she's like, yeah. well, saddle up right next to Luke. He can spot. I'm. You can spot a woman in peril. A sad girl mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from a mile away. And I'm, I want them to f- just like fuck it out. Yes, I think it'll be it. actually very good for both of them. I think they're probably both 
just like horny people that need to have sex a lot. Yeah. And it's what they, it would be a healing experience for Luke because he's feeling like very rejected right now, which mm-hmm. I can't blame him because he's literally gotten like the total shutdown from Sierra. And then the best way for anyone to get over a breakup is just to like fuck someone else. So I think both of them could have sex and not really attach big emotions to it and then like feel a lot better about their lives afterwards. Yeah. 100%. And I honestly think Hannah is like still deeply jealous of anyone that talks to Luke in like a semi-romantic or sexual way because she immediately like gathers with all the girls with a Hannah and Paige and Sierra on the beach. And they're like, look at Lindsay. Like she's they're like, totally gonna I wouldn't fuck be by surprised. The end of summer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And they should fuck by not... the end of that night and you should be fine with it. Yeah. They should go to the car yeah, and like kick... fuck, use the hotspot <laughs> to pull up some porn kick and then just start fucking yeah. in the backseat. <laughs> um, the psychic thing didn't happen this episode, right? It was episode eight afterwards. Um, no, or we it see happens. it in the preview. It, or no, it did happen. We see it. No, it did happen because it's the next day. Um, they run up. Uh, Hannah runs to Paige and like goes and finds her, and she's like, "You know that psychic that like sometimes we talk to." And I'm like, "Who the fuck is this? <laughs> Who is this like, psychic?" I think it's psychic- probably some Bravo fan that's like, "I think Lindsay and Luke are." and they're like oh my god and she literally runs with it she runs with her phone to Paige (laughs) yeah and she's like uh, also psychics don't tell you what happened in the past like (laughs) that's classically not what a psychic does also you just like watch the show yeah you could probably just guess that would happen um if like because was there a thing with Lindsay and Luke in a pantry or was that they hugged or something in a pant, like had a long hug while Lindsay was like crying about. It wasn't something. like a fingering thing. There, Carl and Carl fingered Lindsay. Oh, that's what it was. Yes. Last again, the wires get crossed. They entered sometimes. the summer right, house. Right, right, right. I know it's like a lot of tall guys and a lot of fingering. Yeah. Um. But like, I could see them. I guess Lindsay had a New Year's Eve party and didn't invite Hannah, but then tried to get Danielle to hook up with Luke. So that already That's created it. like tension. And then Hannah yeah. talked about it on a podcast and then, or wait, that's Hannah didn't get invited because Hannah, Hannah said about something it. about Lindsay on a podcast. That's why she wasn't invited to the New Year's Eve party. Otherwise she would have been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now like now Lindsay and Luke are both single. So who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. Let them fuck. But Hannah, Hannah's the only one that cares. And I don't, I would be really happy if they had fucked at some point. Like if Lindsay and Luke have fucked at some point, like I don't want to, I don't want it to be like revealed that she cheated on Stravi though. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't mind that. That'd be pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's like giving me shades of Vanderpump rules season two, where I'm hoping that it's proven to be true. Like, yeah, we need some cheating. It's like Kristen. Yeah. We're missing Kristen hangovers and cheating. Like yeah. Jack's fuck. Yeah. yeah. And then it turned out that they did. And it was truly like the best thing that ever happened. Oh, I'm getting chills thinking it about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I love Amanda's job for her where Kyle's like, what are you doing, babe? And she's like, it's National Dog Day, so I'm trying to put a slideshow of dogs with lover boys up on Instagram. Mm-hmm. 
jobs. I like it, seeing like young people do their social media jobs I like, and get like paid for yeah, it. Yeah, I like to get a little peek behind the curtain of posting on Instagram as a if you're a brand. It sounds really annoying mm-hmm. and also stressful. Like, I mean, it I don't sucks. have any followers, but like if I was a brand, I'd be so afraid to post something because you're under a microscope these days, you know. And so I, I don't know. <laughs> Tagging the wrong dog. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, tagging a problematic dog. Yeah. Ugh. You really don't want to wade into that territory. <laughs> I would like consult for people's social media at times, like when I was starting out, like as a writer and stuff, like from, because I used to do like white girl problems. So then people were like, oh, she's good at Twitter. Like she should do this for our company and our brand. And I was horrible at all those jobs because I was like, <laughs> I don't want to like create like spawn con for your brand at the end of the day. So I'm like, I hate, and I hate like really posting on social media period. It's hard for me, but I like seeing like, I like knowing that like young people can just do that or people that are into that can do that and then make a lot of money Mm -hmm. from it. I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'd like to see more about Amanda's uh, role in the lover boy corporation. We know she does. She's a graphic designer. That's the name the show gives her. But I and don't know. she's I, like, I like in just... charge of their. Look. I feel like she's like um, the creative director. Creative director of Love yeah, Boy. Yeah, she is. I think. Yeah. And so her job seems great for her because all she really has to do is like graphic design, which she's good at, and then come up with merch, and she's selling like what a quarter of a million dollars worth of like lover boy merch like is making the website everything is sold out pretty much you cannot get the collegiate sweatshirt (laughs) (laughs) and everything i see her in like she's also smart to design things that specifically look good on her because Mm -hmm. i see her in like a little light denim wash like lover boy hat and i'm like ooh, should i get that and i'm no. like no <laughs> don't like a fucking idiot yeah. in that. <laughs> but like she wears it incredibly well i do think the lover boy collegiate like the light gray sweatshirt with like the navy blue lettering is a very smart merch item because you it doesn't have anything to do with the drink it's just like a cutesy like thing um mm-hmm. and i think it's appealing to people that like maybe don't even drink you know it's not you know it's not referencing like a beverage uh, yeah smart amanda and we see her also like wearing that ripped up like virginia sweatshirt which i'm just like god she looks incredible like i would look homeless and weird and no you that wouldn't sweatshirt like that <laughs> i don't think i well she's like also kind of petite so it's like yeah. works better i feel like it's like i'm very tall it just wouldn't it would never look as good on me as it looks on her and i'm just like now we're seeing her references like her style references for her own merch i'm just like this woman's a genius like i love everything she does Mm. (laughs) (laughs) i care too much like i really have such a soft spot for amanda it's coming through oh wow yeah i am i stand her and kyle's relationship like a lot she is kind of stand the, on their relationship. Um, I think they're good for each other, and I I'm fully on board now. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of like hysterical antics between the two of them in previous seasons where I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> like, you should break up. You know, <laughs> well, he cheated on her. Yeah, it's it's um it's there's parallels between uh Kyle and Amanda and like Jackson Brittany in a way where they've overcome i mean jack's cheated on britney like a lot more times and was a lot more um 
unraveled, I guess. But it is like the lighter side of overcoming cheating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also kind of Katie and Tom. Yeah. It feels more <laughs> yeah. Katie and Tom to me. Okay, yeah, that's true. Where it's too. like, you guys do, I really do believe that you both love each other and care about each other in some way. Because like, there are moments where I was like, I don't think Jax loves nor cares about me. no i know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and tom i think i could be like i think he always has some sort of care and love for katie even if it's like a, a, operating at like a lower percentile than normal yeah i think they're kind of more like jackson Brittany though because they have more like traditional sensibilities whereas i think like katie and tom are kind of just like i don't know they're, they're not like they don't seem like that conservative at all, really. Whereas like mm-hmm. Jax and Brittany, you know, we know Brittany's, you know, from Kentucky and, you know, lover of the church and stuff. And Jack's kind of just like sports. And I guess I don't even know what I'm saying. I, I think like <laughs> the timing is off in both relationships, but they stuck with it. Um, and now I think it's okay enough yeah for now they're closer and more connected than ever <laughs> yeah you can edit a big part of that out <laughs> oh, i also down. just love <laughs> kyle's like joking about amanda's tits like there's nothing like a breastfeeding joke to really like make me laugh <laughs> coming off nipplegate from that episode too it's there's a lot of uh milker references yeah <laughs> oh yeah a lot <laughs> tit humor (laughs) proliferates um they have taco night and luke is very quiet and re-watching this episode like i'm caught up with the season now but revisiting this episode and knowing what's to come with like everyone ganging up on luke i do actually feel bad for him now Mm -hmm. i think he did it to himself but yes i also am just like everyone's being a little i'm like he's when someone's kind of dumb, they I feel like they don't deserve everyone to be so mean to them because they're never really going to understand what they did yeah. to like hurt people. And I, I think it's dragged on long enough. I think we're the part of filming where they've been there for over a month and the Luke stuff started immediately. And he's isolated within an isolation chamber, basically. So it's like got to be really annoying for him like he really has like no one in the house and like i think he gets in a fight with all the guys next week and that's gonna be a whole thing maybe he'll just leave the show i don't know i'm like i feel like i wouldn't be surprised if he did leave because there always has to be kind of one person that's like lord of the flies out of the group yeah like last season it was jordan they tried to do it to Jules, but somehow she like remained, which I don't think I could have done if I was her. Like sat in a room where everyone was like, "We all don't like you because of X, Y, Z." Oh yeah, and yeah. And she was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Like I'll do better," <laughs> and then stuck around. But like, there, if they had like a Jordan or a Jules around, I don't think Luke would be getting as much shit as he is getting. Right. Yeah. It all falls on him. But he, he is now the Jordan. And the jewels. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then everyone breaks off to have their like girls' night and guys' night, which we 
see like in the next episode like unravels yes when a girl's night and a guy's night happens in the hamptons the gates of hell literally open the devil laughs yeah a deep <laughs> belly laugh and then consumes souls in the process oh <laughs> thank you so much for being on the pod thank you so much for having me Oh, you're welcome. Tell everyone where they can find you. Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Dan underscore Allegretto. And I'm on Patreon. Uh, my podcast is called Dial Dan. I just had Carrie O'Donnell on as my last guest. Hell yeah. We majorly fagged out about Bravo stuff. A lot of personal. <laughs> I talked about meeting PC from NYC Prep in a nightclub that I was working at. Um, oh my god really history f- being made <laughs> really funny story about sitting <laughs> in front of Stasi at a 50 shades of gray screening and she'd be like oh my god it's so me <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you tune in for that um, but thanks again for having me what a great way to spend the afternoon uh, no the pleasure was all mine um, until next time love and light bye bye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.